Submitted for your approval. Submitted for your approval. Another dimension. Submitted for your approval. Another dimension. Submitted for your shadow. Another dimension. Submitted for your shadow. Another dimension. Submitted for your shadow. Another dimension. Submitted for your approval. The Twilight Zone. Submitted for your approval. The Twilight Zone. Hello. 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 You're listening to a podcast not only of sound, but also of mind. It's Time to Rewind is a podcast that takes a journey into a wondrous land of time loops whose boundaries are that of imagination. I'm your host, Bubba Wheat, and each episode, my guest and I explore these time loops one loop at a time. This stop is Trapped in the Twilight Zone, and this is the fourth stop at 2019's Season 1, Episode 3, Replay, Starting at 10 minutes and 8 seconds with a montage and Nina and her son eating at the diner, and ending at 14 minutes and 21 seconds with Nina recording the reading of lottery numbers. Joining me today is Mark from French Toast Sunday. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Bubba, and yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I'm ready to get into this episode. It's, uh, I've taken a little bit of break and you know, even a little bit of behind-the-scenes info, This, these are actually the, the first episodes that I'm recording for this episode. So hopefully I'm, I'm not going to repeat too much for the episodes that have already aired that have yet to be recorded. So, you know, before we get into to today's loop, had you seen any of the these Jordan Peele seasons? Right. Um, unfortunately, I haven't. I heard all about the buzz and, you know, I've seen the commercials like everyone else and, you know, it had some really big names, had some A-listers in these episodes. But I literally, I literally got Paramount Plus this morning, <laughs> <laughs> uh, specifically for this podcast. So uh, I have not gotten into uh, Peel's uh, Twilight Zone too much. Uh, there's two seasons of it I've I've learned thus far, and mm-hmm. unfortunately we're not getting a season three. Yeah, so but I, I think it's it's okay just just because from what I read, it sounds like they just didn't they they felt like they didn't really have any more stories that they felt strongly enough in order to make a season three. So it's not like it was canceled because of low low viewership numbers. They okay. just made the decision to stop. So that's actually pretty. I, that makes me feel a little bit better about it. I wish more. Uh, I miss TV that told its story and then, you know, left. You know, it's it's done now. And I think we're kind of getting back to that in general. You know, uh, I don't want to name drop any shows that I feel don't do this, but <laughs> you know, it's it's really unfortunate when a really good premise gets ruined because it was drawn out way past its natural ending point. Yeah, it seems like that's kind of the American way and it, it, the the syndication way. It's it, the goal was to get to like a hundred episodes because that's like that was like the magic number for syndication. Right, right. But just tell your story and get out. You know, I think of a uh, <laughs> uh, Watchmen on HBO. Uh, I would love another season of Watchmen, but honestly, they told their full complete story. It wrapped it up pretty nicely. And, you know, it would be kind of, you know, bad to have a second season of a show, of a show like that. And as I mentioned, uh, shows are already starting to get back to that, you know, kind of ignoring the whole syndication thing, but putting out a really good product and then moving on. 
Uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's one benefit of the the streaming age, as it were, because it they get to tell you know the the amount of episodes, and they're not constrained by episode lengths. I, I think most series still stick to a generally half hour or generally hour long episodes, but they're not. It doesn't have to be like exactly forty two minutes in order to get the the time for the commercials to fit into a time slot they can they can have one episode that's 40 minutes they can have an episode that's 55 minutes right so there's a a little bit of leeway there with the with these streaming services now and most of this a lot of the seasons are like six to ten episodes rather than 22 or 24. Right. And I I definitely chalk that up to the whole, uh, to streaming, really. Streaming, like, uh, you still get your 22 episodes if you're watching, uh, like, like a syndicate, not a syndicated, but a, a network television show. You know, mm-hmm. they're still aiming for that, that magic 22 number for a season. But um, you're also seeing a lot more people take these uh, mid-season breaks, so they're not doing as many episodes, but they're still trying to take up that much, you know, that that amount of time, you know, that that kind of magic September through May, um, sometimes June, you know, a season arc for a show. So, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely changing uh, the the way we the way we watch things, the way we uh, uh, digest content. So and there's some down parts, but I think there's, it's, it's getting better. I think there's some, you know, some great ups to it. Yeah. And so since this was uh, your first experience with this Twilight Zone, what, what did you think about this episode? Uh, you know, it's season one, episode three replay. What did you think about the episode as a whole? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> Watching this, this episode as a whole, you know, I had to use, I think, 2021's, if not 2020's buzzword, and that's triggered. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's an episode that pretty much, you know, is, is pulled straight from the headlines of late. And for me, it was a tough watch. I mean, there, there are definitely points where I heavily considered, like, yeah, I, I may not be able to get through this. This is a little... This is this is a little bit more than what I was expecting. Uh, I think Twilight Zone as a franchise has always uh, taken, you know, sort of the mundane and put a more surreal spin on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, given you know our our, our current social climate, uh, the the surreal in this episode isn't you know that surreal. If you, I don't want to ruin. Uh, Spoil anything for uh, future <laughs> podcasters that talk at the beginning of the episode, but you know what it deals with is something that happens very often, and it's just yeah. it, it it was a, it was a pretty tough watch uh, at the beginning. It got a little better, but uh, we'll talk more about that later. But overall, it it, it was an experience. Uh, yeah, and, so and I, I and I did make a a pointed effort of in in choosing the guests for this season because mm-hmm. you know I'm. I'm a suburban middle-aged white guy and this episode deals heavily with the the black american experience very mhm and so I this is something that 
that is very important to discuss and it's something that I only the only experience that I have personally is stuff that I see in the news and shared through social media which like you mentioned happens lately it seems more often than it should because right. this is you know the uh, what a cab um, uh, in terms of the the feeling towards police and the the inherent racism that shows up in in a lot of the the systematic police forces across the country mm-hmm. and and this really does take that that social um that social concept and put this sci-fi horror spin on it right absolutely definitely yes it it, it was just really ooh, it, <laughs> it was just a tough tough watch uh because oh if your listeners don't know i am uh quite the opposite of bubba i'm like well i'm not that much younger than bubba but <laughs> I, I, I am a slightly less middle-aged uh black man <laughs> in america that grew up in uh in baltimore maryland but uh yeah it's something that you know these are there's a feeling that you get uh being a person of color in america and you see police lights in your rearview mirror while you're driving there is a particular uh, feeling in the pit of your stomach because you really don't know what may happen, you know? So you actually have to, uh, you're, actually, you're actually trained on this as a child in, in most in most situations. I, I can think to me being a child of seven and eight years old and my parents talking to me about how to, you know, behave and how to act if you're ever stopped by police officers it's it's actual training that that you receive from your parents and it's kind of funny because you think you you look at the the social commentary around cops being not properly trained or being afraid and and not knowing how to act under pressure in these certain situations and here you have you know children of color being trained this at the age of eight and be able to hold their composure during these instances and the trained official that represents the law can't so it's a very no, uh, it was it's a very big dichotomy there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I had that similar feeling while watching, you know, this episode. And to add to that, you know, feeling was the fact that it was a time loop. So mm-hmm. it was something that was happening over and over and over again. It's like wow, uh, I think it's a, it's important television to watch for people. Uh, just not everyone. So yeah, I, and and I feel like the. In, the, in terms of the, the critical success and, and the audience reaction to this episode, this feels like this was considered one of the lesser episodes of the Jordan Peele series. And I think it, it's I think a lot of viewers kind of felt I think maybe a lot of black viewers f- did feel like you. They might have felt a little triggered. And I think a lot of the white viewers maybe thought that the the social commentary was a little too heavy handed mm-hmm. uh, in this episode. So I, I can understand why people don't like this episode as much, but I do think that it is an important episode to discuss it. And I think that there's a lot of good stuff within this episode. Right. I definitely agree. Definitely wholeheartedly agree with that. It's great. It should be required for some who don't, understand that experience or, or, you know, have direct access to it, you know? So that's, I think that's the 
that should be the major uh, demographic for, for this episode. Uh, for others, maybe not so much, but definitely for those who, who don't have that life experience, this is, this is a great episode that I think more people should watch. Yeah. And so let's go ahead and, and get into the, the specific loop for this episode, which the, this is the, the fourth iteration of their loop. And mm-hmm. it, it starts off with um, with the son. Um, I forgot his name already. You just told Dorian. it to me. Dorian. Yeah, I I, I keep rem- trying to think because it, it's like Dorian Gray, um, which I, I don't think that 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 name that actually has any sort of connection to the episode whatsoever but Mm -hmm. that's that's about the only other place that i've heard the name dorian before (laughs) yes i let you go with a few dorians uh i I know a few dorians but yes it is is not a name that you hear every day and so it starts with dorian repeating the name trinity and this is a reference to an earlier loop where and Nina has already picked out the name of Dorian's daughter. So do you know anybody outside of the the character in the Matrix named Trinity? I'm trying to think. I have, I have a goddaughter named Charity, but I don't know too many Trinities. I, I, I can't say that. <laughs> I, I can't think of anyone outside of uh, Carrie Ann Moss. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the only Trinity I'm aware of. Yeah, and, and I'm curious if that, that name specifically is supposed to be some sort of biblical reference. Like, you know, the the Trinity in the, the Christian faith is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I, I think that does, I think that actually does fit into the overall concept of this episode because... Uh, we'll get into it just a little bit later, but I, I feel like this episode paints the police officer, Officer Lasky, as the devil. And mm-hmm. so I do think that that referencing Dorian's future daughter as Trinity, you know, that's that's like the the savior that that is like them saying that the future is what's going to save them in the present. You know, and I, I actually that I was thinking that as well, especially um, when you take a look at, you know, the relationship between, well, it's not the father, the son, and the Holy, it's more of the mother, the son, and, you know, uh, the soon-to-be daughter. Not even soon-to-be daughter. This, this child is not, I think it's important to note that this is wishful thinking on mm-hmm. Nina's behalf. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dorian does not have a girlfriend that's pregnant. This is just something she's <laughs> Future, uh, you know, she she prenamed her granddaughter uh, Trinity. But uh, when you look at that relationship, and uh, there is the episode does deal quite heavily with the relationship between Nina and her father, and just um, connections that way from parent to child. So it definitely um, ties in with the Judeo-Christian sense of the Trinity. So I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, and and then I I think the the next it kind of background detail detail that i notice like you know they they have this conversation and nina is freaked out because this is you know she's had two run-ins with the police officer already and so she is trying to escape him Mm -hmm. and so they 
leave immediately while he's still in the middle of his dinner or his breakfast, I guess. Um, whatever. I'm not actually sure what time of day this is supposed to be because he's eating the chicken fried steak. Um, and so they, she thinks, you know, maybe she can outrun him if they leave earlier. Right. And I am curious and I'm not sure if I, if there's any connection because there's a close up of a mile marker. That's, that's the eight mile. I noticed that too. <laughs> and all I could think of was, um, Eminem's movie. And yeah. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't think that necessarily ties into this. Or... Yeah, I was curious too because I've I've never seen Eight Mile, and and I looked like I I didn't do like a deep dive into it, but I just kind of did a cursory glance to see if there was any connection between like the director or the producer or any of the cast, and and I couldn't find any of those types of connections. Right, and I I didn't do much research, but I just still search my memory banks. Like eh, I don't I don't think because it was. It was intentionally shown, you know, the the director definitely wanted you to notice this sign, mm-hmm. but uh, that much is clear. But exactly how it ties into the greatest story and, you know, what it was alluding to, that escaped me. So that's something I'll definitely look into a little bit later. But I, I did not uh, readily catch the reason why we should have paid attention to that. But it was very clear that we should pay attention. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it was something about her, her mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's about the the extent that I know about Eight Mile, or I don't know. Maybe that just the fact that that's the story of Eminem becoming a great rapper, and that's the potential future of Dorian with him going to college in order to better himself. That's I, I think that's that's really stretching it. Yeah, <laughs> but then the the next little background detail I think is is important because it's she does a U turn and goes off in the to the back roads and we there's a close up of a sign that says the old Cadwallader Cadwallader Inn mm-hmm. and that name is actually a reference to a Twilight Zone episode that's. Uh, that I'm actually going to discuss uh, here at the end of this episode, uh, just briefly. It's from the, the season one, episode six, called Escape Clause. And in that episode, Mr. Cadwallader, Cadwallader is the name that the devil uses for himself. Interesting. And that, and then also, not in either the the loops that we're discussing here in these episodes but in the previous loop in an earlier loop during the little montage during the rewind you do see a quick shot of a devil bobblehead and that's a that's another reference to a classic twilight zone episode that i discussed earlier within the try try episodes called nick of time which is a a one of the william shatner episodes so I, I think that's that's interesting that they do have this extra level of references to to the devil, uh, and, and that's especially why I think that that this episode is painting this officer Lasky as the devil in in a certain way. Yeah, and definitely along with that, 
the fact that he seems to be so omnipresent, you know, uh, <clears throat> he he's just everywhere, just at the most inopportune time. <laughs> he's there, and, you know, <clears throat> with, you know, uh, the devil being essentially God's opposite. If you are a believer, you know, of, of good and evil in that sense, you know, if God is everywhere, so is the devil. So I definitely think the fact that he just seems to always appear, you know, definitely ties into the fact that, you know, he uh, that that alluded to him being Satan. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And he always seems to pay extra attention to the two of them. Uh, right. Like anytime, whenever they're in the diner, like even in, in this loop during the diner, whenever she's like having her mild freak out, we get the shot of Officer Lasky just looking over at them with a very interested look yes yes like what's going on why are they here yes absolutely and then you know we get a little bit with them playing around with the the radio and the we get a little bit of this song which is a song that i i was not familiar with i i had to look it up by the lyrics but it's uh it's called great man by kevin gates and the the lyrics that we hear are part of the chorus and it's it's a repetition of you know look in the mirror i see a great man and i i think that's that's a very clear choice because that's in reference i i think that's really painting a picture of dorian as this kid that's going into college this is nina is a woman that she talks about breaking free of her old life and her old family to make something of herself. And then she's also putting, sending her son to college in order to better himself. And I think that's, that's really, really something that this episode pushes that they're trying to make themselves better people. Right. Right. And I agree with that. Uh, I keep on saying I agree, but (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's further uh, noticed um, during that conversation between the two of them after uh, Nina veers off to take a different way to get to the college, one that avoids uh, Sheriff uh, Officer Lasky. Uh, spoiler, they don't. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're having a conversation where she says, you know, you must think your mom is crazy. And he says, you know, yeah, my, I, I, well, he says something to the extent that, you know, I'm crazy, too. And uh, they go into this conversation about how he wants to go to college, you know, so he can help change other people the way that she changed him. And that's when we hear that song. So it's definitely, you know, just driving home that point of, you know, the younger generation trying to be the change, you know, yeah. and, and make things better. So, yeah, the, I think the, that music, I, I know Kevin Gates. I'm, I'm aware of him as an artist. I didn't know that I didn't know that particular song, but it was a great choice with that scene, just to drive home that subtle point of, you know, there there's greatness inside of Dorian. And his mom is trying to preserve that greatness, you know, by breaking this time loop that she appears to be in. Yeah, it, it's... it's I, don't know, I, I know that this is a time loop podcast, and I'm discussing this episode because it has it is a time loop in a way but i do think that it's a slightly different type of time loop because she is fully in control 
because yeah. she makes the decision that she's especially once she learns the trigger that I'm going to turn this camcorder on to give me a potential um a potential out in this moment right right yeah typically a time loop if you think of groundhog's day or happy death day you know it's it's a set time it's 24 hours so the sun rises sun sets 12 p.m you know 12 a.m hits you know it resets but here i'm your i i agree this is a slightly different time loop because she does have the camcorder that allows her to fast forward I want to rewind whenever mm. she wishes to. I wonder if she could have fast forwarded. I wonder if, you know, that necessarily wouldn't be a time loop anymore. But I wonder if she had the ability to fast forward you know, to the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that, too. And, and I think, you know, we won't talk get to talk about it specifically in, in our two episodes. But mm-hmm. in the episode after it, we do get a little bit of little glimpse of the future. So I, I'll definitely... You know, bring up that fast forward button as, you know, as a potential tie in to that where where she has the little the the future vision. Right. Right there in the middle of the episode. But, you know, back back to today's loop, we, you know, they, they stop at the motel just because she says she's not feeling good. Hopefully that, you know, she hopefully that stopping will help her escape uh, maybe you know kind of like i get the feeling that it's like if we stop at the motel then this officer lasky storm will just pass us by right she she's thinking of this is the at this point the fourth loop so uh she i think she is now state she she's now rationalized she she's she's thought like okay this is an issue. This road is an issue. This cop is an issue. How do we take him off the board? And yeah, it's the fourth loop, and she's been stopped by... She was stopped by Officer Lasky twice in a row. Because the, right. the first one was just the, you know, showing the the camera how... You're showing her how the camera works. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think she's now rationalized it. She's like, okay... Let's take him off the board by let's just completely changing, uh, you know, our 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 going go, just ditching our original plan, and to see you know where 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 that gets us. So yeah, and and I think that she does kind of fall into a a false sense of complacency because you know they're in this motel, she turns on the TV, they're they're doing the the lottery drawing, it's the Dogwood State Lottery and. I don't believe that that's that's a uh, a real one as far as I could tell, at least not connected to the state of Virginia, even though that dogwood is the state tree of Virginia. That's, uh, you know, the the little tidbits that's that I was able to pull from that. And then we have this little conversation with Dorian where he goes into his like, uh, you know, his teenagers know everything speech where he's like you know numbers aren't random everything that in the universe happens the way it is ever since the big bang it's mm-hmm. it's all destiny so let me ask you why do you think she just made the decision to start recording 
at that moment because that at this point she feels very complacent she feels like she's escaped the cop at this point but she starts recording with these lottery numbers and and it's something that you know she's very derisive of the lottery in general she calls it the idiot tax and and right. i've and and i'm somebody else that i completely agree with her uh, concept of the lottery it's uh, one of my favorite comedians I, I forget who it is off off the top of my head but they said that lottery is a tax for people who are bad at math <laughs> you know what i i can say that i <clears throat> by nature i'm not much of a gambler <laughs> personally the money guaranteed in my pocket means more to me than the possibility of maybe getting more money like I know I have twenty bucks in my pocket. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if I if I gamble, I may get some money, but I may lose the twenty bucks I definitely have in my pocket. So that's not a bet that I'm willing to take. So I'm very leery of gambling myself. I say all that to say this one time, one time when I was about eighteen, nineteen years old, I was uh, driving down the street and numbers came to me, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm like, I should play these. <clears throat> And I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not a lottery person, so no, I, I'm, I'm going to ignore it. This might have been around, it wasn't like a Powerball or, multi, uh, or a Mega Millions type of situation. It's just like the local uh, Maryland State Lottery. And they usually air it around 8 or 8 p.m. is when they uh, show the lottery numbers on TV. And these numbers came to me around 5. I'm like, well, I have to find a gas station and play. I'm, like, I'm not doing that. I don't play the numbers. <laughs> and they actually came out that night. And I, I, I yelled, my, oh, my God, the one time numbers came to me, I did not play them. And I've never had it happen since. It's been another almost 18 years since then. Yeah, it just has never happened. So I'm like, you know, what? The, the the universe aligns, you know, to give me some money. And I, like a dumbass, said no. So <laughs> I, I'm now fully in the idiot tax uh, category now. But uh, to answer your question... Um, I am not quite sure why she chose to, uh, to to turn the camera on at that point. Uh, what I what I when I when I'm sorry when viewing this scene, it was definitely I think it was a nice tension break uh, mm-hmm. from you know the the situation as it was. You know she she's seen something you know happen to her son at this point twice. You know to you know her baby boy so this scene was a really nice kind of break, you know, I don't want to say it added levity, but it did lighten the mood. It wasn't comic relief, but it was just, it was just like a tender conversation between mom, uh, mother and son. And just over the course of the whole episode, I really did enjoy those moments when they were just talking with each other. You know, those, those are some of the best scenes in my opinion, if looking at the whole episode, but I like the care the character building scenes. Yes, absolutely. So, but uh, to answer the question, I'm not quite sure why. I guess maybe uh, thinking back on it, you know, she's like, she's trying to, you know, show her smart Alec, you know, college, you know, age son, you know, it's, if I can guess this, you know, you have to come visit me more often. <laughs> so she now knowing, you know, how the camera. Although, the camera... although we don't get that line in this loop, we, uh, that, oh, that doesn't oh. come until the next one. Ah, uh, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I 
That's the second episode. But, yeah. you know, it, it was just, you know, a, a nice scene, in my opinion, to kind of lighten the mood some and uh, just, you know, dive deeper into their relationship. Yeah, but, I, I think it can be read, like, potentially one of, one of two different ways. It's I almost think that with him talking about destiny, I almost think there's a little bit of, well, he's talking about destiny. I'm I'm going to prove him wrong. You know, I, I'm going to, to blow his mind mm-hmm. just just for a second to to throw something in his face. And it's like, see, your 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 mom knows something that that you don't know. Right. And but at the same time, it, it's almost like what she's doing is actually proving him right in a way, because everything that happens still happens. She she makes slight changes, but everything that happens to them still happens to them. Mm-hmm. Like the you know the this ever present force of of Officer Lasky, even though we don't really see him come in 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 today's loop, but that just he keeps coming no matter what they do everything they do he still happens so it's it's almost like it was destined to happen and whatever she's doing to to try and change it doesn't actually change it it's something that has always happened and will always happen right right i agree yeah that 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 is i see i see how how uh, how, how you how you arrived at that point so definitely that that is very true. I, I think that has a definite ring of truth to it. Yeah, and then you know she re- presses the rewind button, and that's that's where this loop ends. And that is all the notes that that I have for this loop. Was there anything else that that you noticed during this that you wanted to bring up? Uh, no, I I think we've covered um, everything that I recall about the loop. Uh, so yeah, so I I think that, that I think they did a good job covering all of it. <laughs> and so I I did want to talk about a classic Twilight Zone episode, which you know I apologize I I did forget to um, tell you about this ahead of time. Each one of these short episodes I'm doing on the Jordan Peele series, I'm also having just a brief discussion on a classic Twilight Zone episode, in order to give me the excuse to to watch more of the classic episodes other than the three that specifically involve time loops. And the one that I'm discussing today is Escape Clause uh, because of that uh, Mr. Cadwallader. Cadwallader. I I kept trying to repeat that in my head in order to, like, this is how you pronounce it. And still, every time I go for it, I don't get it right the first time. <laughs> but, you know, I've, did you watch much, like, any of the classic Twilight Zone? I, I am not super well-versed in the classic Twilight Zone. I definitely remember catching an episode of two, uh, episode or two when they used to show the older guys in the earlier days of the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. It, yeah, that that's when I watched uh this that's when I watched uh Twilight Zone the most. Uh the episodes that kind of uh jump out at me in my memory. Uh one, the episode where like New York is going through a heat wave. Uh 
it's essentially it, it predicts global warming to us. <laughs> I, I remember that episode. And the other episode that sticks out in my memory is the uh, episode where the astronauts uh, crash on what they think is a brand new planet. And they're just, you know, in the desert, you know, a couple miles outside of the uh, the, the, the launch site. But uh, those are two Twilight Zone episodes that uh, that I remember. So I'm not quite I don't know this particular episode that you're about to discuss. Yeah. So this one is one that's, that I watched earlier today. Uh, it's from, like I said, season one, episode six. Uh, it's Escape Clause. And it's about this hypochondriac. And he, you know, he thinks that he's sick. A doctor comes and sees him and he's like, this is the healthiest person I've ever seen. And his wife comes in and talks to him. And it's like, you know, I'm at death's door. And then you and the doctor are in the other room talking about how close to death I am. And then you come in here and you're trying to tell me I'm healthy. It's, It's all a trick. It's all a lie. And then she walks away and then a... A man, and then the devil appears uh, in his room and offers him a deal with the devil. He offers him immortality in exchange for his soul. And then he does have this escape clause. So if at any point during his immortality, if he gets tired of life, all he has to do is call on the devil and say, you know, I, I'm ready to end my life, and then the devil will end it right away. And he's like, all right, well, what about aging? And he's like, you are you will only just barely age. It, it will mostly be imperceptible. And he's like, okay, that sounds like a great deal. And he signs his soul away, and, you know, he starts living life. But then he, like, the next scene is him getting hit by a train. And then he's like completely unharmed, and like he's visited by insurance adjusters that are giving him this accident, this like settlement money of like a thousand dollars and fifteen hundred dollars, and he's like, I've been in fourteen accidents, and he's it feels like it's only been a week, and he's already bored with his immortality or. Or it's more like he's bored with his invincibility because Ah. he, this gift of immortality and invincibility has turned him into a thrill seeker, but he doesn't get any thrill because there's no risk in anything that he's doing. So he doesn't get hurt and he's like, well, I'm going to go jump off the roof. Maybe that'll, that'll give me some sort of rush. It's almost like he's a drug addict that's already developed a a resistance to his drug of choice so it's like he keeps trying to get this bigger and bigger hit even though he hasn't even experienced the joy of getting high oh wow wow it's it it is kind of ridiculous and and it gets even more ridiculous because he goes up on the roof and his wife's trying to stop him and then she accidentally falls over and then he's like huh i wonder if I wonder if she felt that rush of excitement. Like, I wonder what she felt. And he has, like, zero emotion for the death of his wife. He goes back down and calmly calls the police and tells them, I just killed my wife. Oh, wow. And with the hope that he's going to get the electric chair. And it's like, well, maybe they'll give me the electric chair, and maybe that will give me some sort of thrill. 
but instead he gets life in prison and then he's like oh crap i didn't think about that and the guard's like oh don't worry it'll only be people only live like 40 years that's no big deal whatsoever and then here he's thinking you know i'm immortal now so i'm going to spend the rest of eternity in jail and then the 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 devil comes back and is like eh eh (laughs) (laughs) basically and you know gives him a heart attack and and he dies right there and in general it, it wasn't one of the best episodes i did love the character of mr cadwalder he is like just his voice he he has one of those great like 50s voices and like the you know the fast speaking but still very deep very eloquent voices i i loved everything coming out of his mouth he sounded kind of like a um like a carnival ringmaster Ooh, okay just, I, I fully get what you're saying okay yeah like the you know the the smoothest snake oil salesman <laughs> i just love listening to his voice but the actual plot of the episode was just silly and and i didn't think it really hit the the sort of uh social commentary that it was trying to tell like it, it didn't really hit the the twist ending that that it was going for so i i can see why this is, isn't necessarily one that people were talking about but i did want to watch it because it did have that connection to this episode and and i thought that was was fun to see that this other instance of the devil and and how it compares and and he was like you know a more overweight man and you know the officer lasky is also a more overweight guy right so there is there is that extra connection but but i definitely would would consider this like mid to lower tier twilight zone or classic twilight zone but it was it was still interesting watching it. Now that I have uh, I have Paramount Plus now, I may have to watch that episode. I just looked it up actually, so I may be watching that later tonight. <laughs> yeah, there, there's you know I've let's see I, I've watched about a dozen episodes so far, and and I've hit I think I've hit the majority of the top ten episodes, and and most of them are really great. And then I've hit a few of the like middling episodes, and and those have been hit and miss. Mm-hmm. But I, I've still in, enjoyed every one that I've I've watched so far. Um, but you know that, that I think that does it for this episode. Um, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you online? Okay, hey everybody. So uh, I. <laughs> I'm a member of a podcast called Fritch Till Sunday. Uh, <laughs> I say was a member because we still are a group of people that uh, that talk about movies. We just haven't done it in a very long time. And I don't know exactly when we'll be all back together. Uh, but we uh, have a top five list every week about movies. And we kind of shoot the shit about, oh, can I cuss on your podcast? I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I should have asked that before. Yeah, I, I generally avoid it, but it's okay. I'll I'll just you know I I uh, you know mute it out. I do apologize, but we discuss you know topics about regarding to movies and just really talk about our lives mostly. Um, one of the 
the big advantage of our podcast is that we're all in the same room while, you know, while we're doing it. And as, you know, the pandemic has, you know, taken that ability away from us for the most part, hopefully it'll be back soon and will be back soon. But uh, we still post reviews to our website. Uh, so you can find us at French Toast Sunday, spelled normally, all one word, dot com. That's French Sunday dot com. And it's Sunday like the day, not like the ice cream. Yes. Thank you for making <laughs> that, that, that point. Yes. Sunday like the day and not the ice cream. And the, and there is you know well over a hundred episodes in in the backlog to listen to it, it it's a fun podcast I I did listen to it whenever it was uh, going on uh, on a regular basis and and I enjoyed listening listening to you guys talk about movies and other random stuff. Oh, thank you. It's actually more random stuff than movies <laughs> on most occasions, but you know we we eventually get around to movies. But uh, it, it, it's a long and winding road. It's if you want to be friends with people like and not really know them, listen to our podcast because it's there. There, there are very few holds barred. <laughs> yeah, if you if you've seen that meme of what it's like listening to podcast, and it's like a guy sitting in front of an advertisement with in, or sitting in front of a poster of like two women laughing and talking to each other, and then he's sitting there and and laughing by himself and it's like this is what it's like listening to podcasts <laughs> yes yes that is definitely us but um, <laughs> we actually have like 300 episodes i think oh, yeah. We just, yeah we just did our 300th episode right before you know uh we uh took our sabbatical and we've been doing it for 10 years so it's it's a fun time you know definitely check it out check out the website let's do our podcast uh they're everywhere that you find normal podcasts so i know they're on spotify on iTunes, Podomatic, so we're pretty easy to get a hold of. And as always, I am Bubba Wheat, and you can find me at flightstightsandmovienights.com. You can find this podcast, It's Time to Rewind, on Anchor.fm, as well as anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. We also have a Facebook group, It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group where you can join and discuss episodes as they come out, as well as have any sort of discussions about time loop movies and TV shows, past, present, or future it's uh, a lot of fun. You should join. And if you happen to be on, uh, if if you happen to be an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five star rating and a review. It would help us continue to grow. So until next time, I will still be right here, trapped in the twilight zone. Submitted for your approval. Submitted for your approval. Another dimension. So light for your approval. Another dimension. So light for your shadow. Another dimension. So light for your shadow. Another dimension. self. So light for your shadow. Another twilight zone. Submitted for your approval. The twilight zone. Submitted for your approval. The twilight zone. He's got a lottery the idiot tax. Guessing that numbers is some foolishness. Could be anything. It's not all random, though. How's that? Well, since the Big Bang set everything in motion, everything that happens in this universe has to be the way it is.